0: Well hi to that. Origins and Adaptation Episode thirty seven. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Almost forty. Every single time We're almost forty. We're one more
1: ahead. For Yeah. <laughs> That's the way numbers work. Yeah. Like it's there's a progression. The last time was thirty six. The the time before that was thirty five. And the prior time was thirty four. Ooh. That was a crazy one. <laughs> I don't remember what that one was. Was thirty-four <clears> not the Star Wars one? Might have been. I think it might have been. I think it might have been. We can't we keep full have, track we, of everything. Might people... have been, could have been.
0: You know, that could be an expression, but we're not going to make it one. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. It isn't the worst thing that you've ever said. No, I've said or much me. worse things. I've said worse things. We've all said. I've worse said
1: things. terrible
0: things. <laughs> You should have just, heard our test. Just, just you should have beats. heard our sound check. I stand by everything
1: I said. I'm not saying that you, your opinions aren't... They're um, not even my opinions. I'm saying that's what they thought. What? Like, that? I. that's what they thought.
0: No, okay, so without getting too deep into it, yeah. in our test, Andrew and I were talking about a couple songs. No, I'm just saying there's nothing... There's no shame he has to feel for not liking certain songs. I don't you, expect people okay. to like those songs. Cuz if I step outside the realm these are these were Christmas songs. If if I step outside the realm of Christmas songs and like, and nostalgia and all like the, all the, all movie. the things What's up? Nothing. Keep going. And all the things that, you know, Christmas relates to and everything. Mm-hmm. They're at the end of the day they're just kind of average pop songs. I understand that. Yeah. So I don't have any qualms okay. or hang ups. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you right now. You don't have anything to feel sorry for, and I, don't. I and I never was trying to make you feel like you did. Okay, because I, I I didn't. You didn't think I was trying to make you feel that. No, way? No,
1: like I never felt that way.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to make sure that you don't.
1: You understand that I wasn't trying. to make Oh, you feel yeah, right. you're good. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <clears throat> I don't care what other people think about me. Nor do I speculate. That's not the point, though, Cody. It's fine. You're good. You're in the clear. (laughs) I never thought that. Okay. All right. Let's talk about how's the the news. The news this week is very abysmal. Uh, There is one thing I do need to add, but first, starting off, there was an announcement that all the CW shows, um, so that's Arrow, Flash. Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow are being renewed for this upcoming fall. They are making CW money, Uh, I think, as well as Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was announced. And there was one other. Supernatural, I think? Um, The one that people are kind of worried about that they hope doesn't disappear is uh, iZombie. It was not announced for another season, which would be sad. I mean, I haven't watched... Really, any of it, but that'd be cool if, you know, people kept their jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's Uh, sad
0: when you're like, oh, I'm glad this person's still doing something. Yeah, you know. But that happens. I don't like
1: them. I don't like them. I mean, I wish everyone on Arrow would learn how to write a story, but, you know, I can't change the producers. Or the writers. Or the writers. They need better writers. They just need... Or the writers need to take like an actual writing class. Well, who knows?
0: They probably have... I I often worry about how much power the studio has in commanding the writers to do certain things they don't want to do. Yeah. Because most of these writers... I mean, I've taken script writing classes and I know a lot of these guys are script doctors and they could... They could correct someone else's script in nine different ways, but... They need to correct their own script. Unless they're being kind of coaxed or forced to do something they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Don't you wonder about that kind of thing? I mean, studios have a lot of power. Oh, I know. Like, WB has a lot of power. And, and especially, like, we're, we're talking CW. They, yeah. they
1: know their audience. They have their audience down to a T i guess i feel like they don't know their audience but they think they do
0: well they're trying to box superheroes into like this teeny bopper type of yeah atmosphere that's yeah, part of what they're the trying weird, to do The weird thing is, am i wrong
1: like, no no that's what they are doing yeah i'm saying i don't think that's their audience like that's mm. th- for some reason they think they have this hook on like no one i know watches a cw show who's like a teenager I know some people my age and older mm-hmm. who, who I, I don't understand uh, love the shows like Gossip Girl and yeah. Vampire Diaries. And they think that's like the teen age, though, which it's not. Mm-hmm. It's teens are realizing that those people on those shows are extremely attractive no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. And the lighting is always perfect mm-hmm. no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. The environments are always perfect. I think that was one of the the weird things about Arrow is they would go to the poor part of the city mm-hmm. and it looked like the expensive part of the city.
0: Yeah, there's a problem <clears throat> in in film or, or TV where if you can't feel a difference in the atmosphere, yeah. that's, then you're not conveying the tone properly because a movie that did it right
1: was Batman Begins. Yeah. You could definitely tell when they were in the city versus when they were in um, what was it called? The Narrows? Right. Yeah. Especially when like where all the drugs and everything else everything just seemed like gritty and gross and dirty whereas with in the city it was like bright and more clean. Mm-hmm. And you could it was more like a, a metropolis kind of city.
0: Yeah. I mean Gotham isn't like the the nicest city in general like No, I
1: mean it wasn't. I thought in
0: the 1989 Seattle-ish. movie they did a good job of uh making the bad guys look pretty run down. Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in that opening scene when he beats up the two uh goons, I'm pretty sure they have like coal sores and like they, their faces are dirty yeah. and stuff. And like that's how those people would probably look those in that people. in that area yeah. at that hour definitely yeah yeah and so i just feel like i don't think i think your the Flash... common day criminal
1: is gonna have a manicure no uh like perfectly white teeth yeah um and yeah and whitened teeth yeah i think that that's another thing about the shows it'll be like they'll have oliver be on a, island for three years and he has perfectly straight white teeth yeah i'm going uh no (laughs) Uh, it wouldn't be bad because i mean he's not eating processed food but it wouldn't be (laughs) perfect and he'd probably like they'd probably be chipped from him you know doing crazy stuff but we can't make Stephen mel look any bit unattractive to uh this weird audience
0: like What's really funny is, I know people uh, who love those shows will say, well, I mean, the whole thing is fiction anyway, so it shouldn't really matter. And it's like, no, you still need to operate within the confines of certain rules. Yeah, the fiction...
1: Hygiene. The fiction is... And,
0: and, and, and you know, decay. The fiction is the
1: superhero stuff. That's the stuff you know is fiction. Right. The-, the world has to have some rules in it. Yeah, and that's that's what brings you... That's what gets people interested. I'm not going to, like, I don't know. I don't know if I would be as interested in watching a TV show about perfect human beings.
0: That's the only thing that I can say that still annoys me about Flash here and there when I watch it is everyone just looks freaking perfect, and it's just like, okay. Yeah, it's because Patty Spivett is perfect. Patty Spivett is perfect. I'm, no, I'm talking about like everyone else, yeah, I you know. Know, I know. But, but yeah, I mean. I just had to
1: say that because, you know, she's perfect. But she is perfect. Yeah. You know, everyone else can change, but she 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 needs to be the same You know, she She could change, but then she'd still be the same Because she's perfect Like You're just blushing right now I like her (laughs) Bring bring Patty back Make Patty great again I I do like her more than Iris Yeah And Linda
0: Park Well, yeah
1: Mrs. Such a terrible
0: character. Mrs. Randy Pants. Yeah. Yeah, she's just a little... little trollop. Yeah. (laughs) I've got a better idea
1: of something we could do. Let me... let me talk about this amazing date I have with all these amazing activities. Nope. I'm going to jump on you on the couch (laughs) and just start making out with you. And then now, you're the jerk for being taken back. Yeah. You're the jerk for having to leave halfway through to save people, you jerk.
0: (laughs) Look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah.
1: That's our rant. Yeah. So Um, those are being renewed. Um, And then with that, they also announced... Announced? Announced. They uh, announced... uh, A Constantine animated TV show, which is on CW Seed, which I think that's... I think that's the... uh, the web series. Get like, right C- out of town. CW has like a web TV network. And I think that's did what it is. Didn't realize that. Yeah, they did it with Vixen. <clears throat> they did a few episodes with her. She's a DC character. Um, but Matt Ryan, the person who played Constantine on the NBC show, uh, is voicing the animated version of Constantine. So mm-hmm. hopefully... This means CW isn't forgetting about Matt Ryan, um, and that we do get Matt Ryan cameos or a full blown TV show. However, the more the of, <laughs> blown blown I of about it... full blown TV <laughs> show, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Liam Neeson, everyone, <laughs> Liam Neeson. Uh, no, and I I think it's going to be good because. Constantine is something that I think is beneficial with animation, because they they don't have to hold back with all the things they can do. Whereas with uh, with live action, you there's only so much you can do without a Doctor Strange budget. Yeah, and so I think that will be nice to have. That is true. Is, uh, and I feel like DC excels at animation when it's not. They keep doing Batman TV shows where it's like you're never going to top the animated series. I mean, Brave and the Bold is probably the closest. But you're never going to top uh, the animated series. Um, Young Justice is another one. But we really don't... I think there's a girl action squad, which is just all the females. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I don't watch that. Uh, it's, It's aimed towards younger girls. Um... But, yeah. So, I'm excited for that. Hopefully. You said they
0: keep doing Batman shows. Um, yeah, like there's... You mean like the... Gotham? And...
1: No, no, no. Like, The Batman. Uh, there's... I think there's one that's just called Batman. Um, they, did, they did Batman Brave and the Bold. They keep doing Batman animated TV shows. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I, okay, I thought you were talking about live action, and I was no. like... Besides Gotham, which is a... abysmal mess of a show yeah people
1: like it i don't know why
0: i know people who like it and then you know what i know people who don't read comics who don't who don't like it who also think it's kind of trash yeah and i haven't watched enough of it to say that i think it's garbage outside of just totally butchering the premise of Mm -hmm. batman yeah because i mean they get everything so out of order that at some point you're like, okay, well, they're they're just not going to hold on to any of it. Yeah. But even people who don't care about the continuity of Batman, and who people who don't care about the source material, mm-hmm. I know people who have watched it who still don't like it. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's very not, cheesy. So. Yeah, so it's not just continuity, it's also execution and style. Mm-hmm. And writing. Um, but some, enough people seem to like it. Yeah, it keeps getting renewed, so... Well, it's like, um, two and a half men, which was a show that I thought was funny for a couple minutes. Like that show kept getting, you know, a new season yeah. constantly. How many seasons did it go on after Charlie Sheen left? Like, at least two, two or three. And the funny thing is, I I thought it stopped being funny many seasons before he left. Yes. Um. I I I found the first three seasons to be hilarious. I thought they kept getting worse after that, and uh, I mean, th- I, I understand this is outside like our, our realm of discussion, yeah. but I'm just yeah. using this as a co- as a comparison. I I just they let they let shows carry on for so long, and I don't really understand why the cash in on these specific shows is so important when they can just come up with something mm-hmm. else when their ideas run dry and yeah. you know try
1: and make mm-hmm. money on something similar but different. I do need to watch uh, season two of Legends of Tomorrow because I did hear that the show, the showrunner, the person in charge, mm-hmm. um, is doing less episodes because he wants to focus more on a like a complete storyline than a filler. Than that filler sounds itself. really smart. So I, I respect
0: anyone who can say that they mm. would rather focus on a shorter story arc. Well, yeah, a story arc with less episodes.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which uh, I. I feel like the Marvel Netflix TV series, they need to hone that in. The first season of Daredevil is great. The first half of the second season of Daredevil is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just need to reorder them. Uh, with Luke Cage, pretty much after... Spoiler, for those who have not watched it. But wait, they um, don't really...
0: I mean, there aren't that many... Uh, I mean, I guess they're long episodes. Not
1: filler episodes, but like... To me, Jessica Jones is probably the the most offender on it. The, the is movie. there's just so many episodes that don't matter. Yeah. Um. And with Luke Cage, pretty much after once again, spoiler for those who have not watched it, uh, after they kill Cottonmouth. Um, oh, that's a spoiler for you. Too, that's fine. You, I'll I'll, I'll, I know I'll you, still watch it. Yeah. Um. Which is like episode six or episode five. They introduce a new character, and the show kind of just loses uh, its track. Um, And that's because the new villain and the new storyline they brought in is not as good as the original story. And I think it was... Oh, we have all these episodes Do you think Daredevil actually abandoned the storyline? Or do
0: you think, for me, I just found Elektra's character less enjoyable... I did think that it played an important part in Matt Murdock's life and the story.
1: Yeah, I just, I didn't, like, I was excited for the hand. I was annoyed that Nabu came back. Oh. Um, like, they brought in these characters. I wanted new characters, and I, I didn't like Elektra either. Um, the annoying part is they they pulled off what they were trying to do with Elektra, which was make you a hater. Yeah. Um, and not in a likable way, kind of... I mean, we don't like Kingpin, but we love Kingpin. Right. Um, Whereas with Electra it's like, we don't like her, and we really don't like her. Well, you like Kingpin because
0: he's <clears throat> this immovable object. Yeah. He's just a tough mother. Yeah, I find it... And Electra is kind of... I mean, she's tough, but she's just
1: kind of... Crazy. She's kind of annoying. Yeah. And, yeah, and crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think... I know
0: someone who told me they thought that they thought Kingpin was annoying, and I respect this friend, mm-hmm. but I had to also respectfully disagree, because I found the times when Kingpin would go off, I found those scenes utterly spellbinding. Yeah, they're terrifying. Because... Yeah. Yeah. And this friend of mine told me he saw them as just glorified tantrums and I was like, well, you might see things differently than I do because yeah. I think Kingpin is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh... It's scary, like, how many hits that guy takes and just does not oh, yeah. go
1: down. And he just He does not go back. down. Yeah. Um, and with, with Daredevil, the first season, how they did it so well is, uh... They did the, the smaller mob bosses, mm-hmm. but each boss affected the main storyline when he took them down. It affected the main. Yeah,
0: you're right. The first one, yeah. the first season is like. It's like. Um, but like with, with Luke It's Cage, on a one track, yeah. like a steamroller, the entire yeah. time, and then it just
1: keeps plowing through each yeah. each little mini story arc and into the next. Mm-hmm. And with Luke Cage, after Cottonmouth, like. Everything he did with Cottonmouth is not a af- doesn't affect him. Mm. Like it doesn't do anything to the next part of the the, the season. Same thing with uh, Daredevil season two. He has all that Punisher stuff, mm-hmm. and the Punisher stuff is like a side stu- thing for the yeah. rest of the season. It's yeah. so, like I just want to see this. Can I? Can you? Can we have more interaction between these two characters? Him and Punisher like never interact again, except at the very end when the Punisher shoots the guy, and he gives thought, him a nod.
0: yeah, that was something that I was kind of sad about, that, that the Punisher and Daredevil didn't have that kind of, like, back and forth yeah. the entire time.
1: And, like, all of the second half of season two of Daredevil is not affected. Of the, the Daredevil, the whole hand and all of that stuff is not affected by the Punisher storyline. Karen Page and yeah. Foggy are affected, but Daredevil's section is not. Um, it's almost kind of like Daredevil season 2 tapers off into two separate stories. Yes. And that's what both of them have done. Yeah. Jessica you're right. Jones... You're
0: right. Okay, I, I, see, I finally see what you're trying to yeah. say there because now I'm, I'm remembering back and it is kind of like, okay, these are two separate storylines that are totally separate. They're just totally yeah. separate from each other. Yeah,
1: And then Jessica Jones is the reverse of that where it's the same story, the same storyline... Throughout the entire season, and it's just by episode thirteen, I just wanted it to be over. Um, actually, by episode eight, I wanted it to be over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did the same things. There was one moment that I really enjoyed, but that, but even that story section lasted for too long. Um, and then how how it ended just annoyed me as well. Uh. But so as much as I love those T V shows, um I'm not watching them for their story. Um the first season of Daredevil I love. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's gonna be the set the just the cinematography is beautiful. The characters are wonderful. Uh yeah the and then the action is top notch. Yeah. That's what I'm really there for. Um Yeah. So Legends of Tomorrow. Like I think I'll be I need to jump back into that, because that made me excited. With The Flash, they did announce that they are going to do Gorilla City stuff. That's cool. And Keith David will play one of the Gorillas, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Which, I did get excited. I was like, okay, I need to start watching Flash again um, for Season 3. But then I just... There's just so many times where I... There hasn't been a single... I haven't seen anything where... like news stuff or people talking about the show. Or yeah, I I need to actually I need to get to that episode. Yeah. Um, and it's I think they're on like episode twelve, maybe eleven. <clears throat> um, but the fact that I haven't done that for a single episode up till now is just kind of worries me. Um, yeah, you
0: and I think you and Miles were my only <clears throat> friends who were watching The Flash. Yeah. And um. I have one coworker I know who's watching it, but I haven't caught up with yeah. them. I need. To, I need. To, I mean, I probably could ask around, but no one has come up to me and said, "Oh my gosh, you haven't been watching The Flash. You're missing yeah. out on
1: all the, you know, all these things." Another problem I have is they're not they're not using any of his robes. like at all, and it's it's bothering me. They used Professor Zoom for the main villain. Then they use Zoom for the main villain. As much as like as cool as Zoom was, uh, when he like crushed Barry, mm-hmm. uh, that's not the Zoom in the comics at all. Um, no, and his powers are entirely different. Zoom, um, Hunter Zolomon's character in the comics, manipulates time, and that's how he's able to be so fast. Uh, whereas this Zoom was just. Another version of flash from a different universe or a different yeah, different universe right uh so it's, i
0: mean and, and also uh i didn't i mean the first zoom yeah wasn't much like that version of zoom yeah in the comics professor zoom yeah
1: I mean, uh it wasn't yeah. that similar i mean i was saying they got his the character... lighting rod didn't have that yeah i think they got his character better I think it's cuz he was he spent so time so much time as Harrison Wells that so I was able to Yeah, like, okay. They made the different
0: Harrison different. Wells character interesting. Yeah. Just, I mean I mean
1: but you in the um in the later seasons when they bring him back a couple of times is pretty much like Professor Zoom from the comics.
0: Oh, you mean that guy, that other guy? The 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 not 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 Harrison Wells? Version of that, but the, yeah. when you see him later on, yeah, yeah, that guy is yeah. yeah so he, I think I think yeah, the reason I, I he was so that.
1: different is because yeah, mean, he the was Harrison Wells for story fifteen line, years, def- Yeah, so okay. it was like that's I, true. I can, it's probably not that. That probably was a writing mistake, but I am using that to justify why it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I see what um, you're saying because it fits the storyline. But but yeah, Zoom wasn't that, He just kind of seemed he. He just got to the point where he was whiny. Like I wasn't intimidated by him at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've be- we saw some stuff with Weather Wizard. Um, we haven't seen Mirror Man or Mirror Master. Uh, I mean, even
0: I mean, he plowed
1: through so many metahumans in the first season. Yeah. It, do, you, do you remember that? Yeah, but like the weird thing is, they they treat them as monsters of the week, whereas the Rogues Gallery. Flash's rogues gallery are people that are constantly... He's having to deal with. What's up? The Flash's rogues ga- gallery are people he's constantly having to deal with. Mm. So... And then... This is a spoiler for Season 1 of Legends of Tomorrow. They killed Captain Cold. Oh, wow. Yeah, they killed him off. And that just annoys me. Uh, Heatwave is on the team, so he's not even part of... Uh, uh, Flash's rogues gallery... Um, I don't even know what's happening to Silk Strider. Um, I think that's her name. No, or Golden... Gold Golden Strider? I don't know. Kevin Gold's sister. Mm. Uh, oh, go, uh, Glider. Glider. Gold Glider, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then she's different from her comic book character, which I was hoping to get more of, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, there's... I've taken a step back and assessing the TV show and seeing It's still the best out of all of them. Um, One day I'll get past episode one of Supergirl. Uh, (laughs) But... I can't make that promise. I know. But it's just an interesting part where I I look at the Flash TV show and I I realize that there's a lot more... There's a lot more problem... A lot more problems with it than... uh, I real realized. Um, and as I'm getting older, I'm having to prioritize, do I want to put a TV show like that in my life just because I know it's a comic book TV show, uh, or should I focus my comic book interests somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, but with that Girl Le announcement, I might catch up on season three just that cause. sounds
0: like a reason... That, that sounds like reason enough to get back into some Flash. Yeah,
1: and to see them do a Guerrilla City, that would be really cool. Uh, Keith David as Also, I love the... I mean, I do Solomon. like Grant Gustin, and I
0: like... Yeah. Um, the There are a few actors on the show. Cisco's great. Cisco's great. I Jill really like...
1: Great. I like Harrison Wells. Yeah. The weird sexual tension between him and his daughter in the show is off-putting. Yeah. Jesse Quick. Apparently they're doing a Jesse Quick Kid Flash... He's not Kid Flash. Um, Kid Flash, Flash crossover thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm wondering if they are going to fight uh, Gorilla all altogether. Oh. They also haven't used gorilla, a lot of Gorilla Grodd's telepathy. Which I find interesting. Isn't that like his main thing? Yeah. His main like... Yeah, other than the fact that he's a giant gorilla. I mean, he's, he's, a part
0: he, he's, of... real, he's really like, you know, physical, <clears throat> but obviously isn't yeah. that like one of his... yeah.
1: Abilities. But I think he gets it when he has his helmet. It like his helmet empowers him. But, so I'm excited. Gorilla Grodd is one of Flash's rogues gallery that is really interesting. But we we Captain Boomerang was just a joke, in the he was on Arrow, I think. Um, it would be cool to see more. He Captain wasn't. Boomerang. He wasn't actually on. Was he on the, was he on the Flash? if he was he was barely on it but i'm pretty sure he was captain boomerang boomerang i'm pretty sure is the start when you first see the flash and arrow
0: Hmm.
1: it was supposed to be like their crossover episode um but yeah so i'd like to see more captain boomerang uh oh the trickster i do like the trickster I do want to see more I mean they have Old Trickster and Mark Hamill Yeah yeah Um, That's cool And then they have The younger Some people just thought Oh it's just too similar To the Joker But whatever Trickster is kind of The Joker But just in a more Lighthearted sense He's not as evil No we're near as evil Yeah Um They don't have Pied Piper Yeah Uh You said we haven't Seen Mirror Master We haven't seen Mirror Master But Yeah There's just a lot they could do, and they just keep focusing on speedsters. I think they did Godspeed, which is... uh, He was a a character just recently brought up in the, uh, the Flash comic book series. But it's like, I understand that speedsters are interesting to deal with, but there's just so much there's so much to the metagene thing mhm that why do we have to keep doing speedster stuff yeah. i want to see flash tackle a scenario from a different perspective of not doing speedster killer shark was awesome i loved killer shark yeah um but then they did oh, except for that stupid b the robot b one that was dumb mm-hmm. uh that was supposed to be the crossover the first crossover hmm But that was just arrow characters and then they had Felicity do everything and then it was just like stupid. Um But yeah. So that should be fun. But <clears throat> getting on there is there was an image released today, Cody. And I wanna get your opinion on it. <clears throat> and it's the first it's the first image of the Justice League crew. So, for those who do not know, uh, well, I think it was Entertainment Weekly just released an image that has Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman all standing very menacingly. You
0: can't see Aquaman. Yeah, because he's all dark. I've kind of got a problem with that. The Flash's outfit doesn't look as good as the TV show. No. Which is kind of sad. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg looks pretty much the way you'd expect. Wonder Woman looks amazing. Yeah. batman looks amazing though i still prefer the other suit yeah the
1: it's what did you think about that more textured so, suit? so well and what annoys me is this is i mean it's an it's his armored suit yeah it's a more armored suit he's they went away from the gray like right the gray suit that's kind of looks like the animated series one wonder woman so this was my this is a weird thing like when you zoom in wonder woman looks bored she really <laughs> right? does that's, it's weird and uh, I mean she looks awesome like her costume is great and Gal Gal is a Galgado. Gadot uh, I, I still keep saying her name wrong yeah it's great the one thing I don't like about so zoom in on Cyborg yeah look how overcomplicated he looks yeah there's way too much going like, on in his suit like what in the world is going on and then like you zoom in, and you can just tell that he's just a ball of CGI. Yeah, that's honestly kind of like Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, and then Flash does not look good. Like at all.
0: No, I don't like. I don't like. You don't like how
1: much like dark red black is in there.
0: There's too many lines. Yeah. This looks really comp like
1: overly complicated. Yeah. And then I do like you said. I do wish they would have had. You can't, see you can't see Arthur, Arthur at Yeah, all. you can't see Aquaman. He has a strident, which is cool. It um, should be gold. Come on, guys. Uh, I feel like DC is almost afraid to make their superheroes
0: too bright on screen, yeah. as if that was what they were getting yeah. wrong. I mean,
1: Wonder Woman is pretty lit up. She is, um, but I mean... And I mean, they are in like what seems to be like an underground subway. I think it's a subway tunnel. You can see there's like a rail. I don't know. I don't know. This is the first image. Uh, it was an exclusive image just released. That's all there was, just the one image. Uh, there's a lot of people saying they're hyped and they love it. Where to me, it just shouts, Hey, we've ob- overly complicated everything. Um, let's take what you liked about the bat suit and change it." it. To me, this is what they're doing with Batman for this kind of seems like what new 50 dit too, did with batman which the bat suit was often before that mm-hmm. and then they made it overly complicated and armored which i think what we love about batman is it wasn't about how armored his suit was that he could get out of situations mm-hmm. no matter who he was that ma- that's what makes him super like that's what makes him a superhero even though he doesn't have powers is that he was able to do that where. Now they're just saying, oh, he has all this armor, so he can take all the hits. Um, and then I actually saw someone, uh, kind of going back to the anime thing I was talking about, uh, I saw someone else's perspective on live action, why they don't really like it, mm-hmm. um, is because it looks... Because it's so limited, there's only so much you can do. Um, to them, it makes it seem like people are just cosplaying. Mm-hmm. Um, like they are playing the characters. Those characters aren't coming to life to them on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the only times I've, I like that's what I applaud Marvel on, is when I watch Marvel movies. I feel like I'm watching these characters.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing. <laughs> the problem that I've had with the Barry they picked since yeah. day one is like, dude, this doesn't. This isn't. Yeah. He's not jumping off the pages and onto the screen. This is some other like.
1: I think Gal Gadot, weird version, of definitely did that for me at the end of uh, Batman versus Superman. Like I could, I was like, I'm watching Wonder Woman. Right yeah, now. she um, does a gr-
0: she does a great job as Wonder Woman. There was moments in, in many scenes we've seen from her.
1: moments in Man of Steel where I could see that I was watching Superman, not just someone try to be Superman. Right. Uh,
0: I, I don't it's can...
1: or if it's the directing because I know it's it's definitely the directing because <sighs> if you yeah. see the movie. A man from uncle. Uh, does a wonderful job and he plays like a snarky like full of emotion character Mm. and then this he isn't. He's just cold. Yeah, I feel like that's just the directing because I know Cavill can do better. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's even moments in Man of Steel where I see Superman. That scene at the end where he's all like he's like you're trying to spy on me. Or you're trying to figure out where i, where where, I live. where I am, I can yeah, You're not you going. Won't. You won't. And then he's like, I'm from Kansas, I'm as American as you can get. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, general. You're just gonna have to trust me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just that almost could have been in the old Superman cartoon from the thirties. Yeah, and I just I loved that little interaction. Um, and he was just full of hope and then we got Batman versus Superman and that was all gone. Uh, there there's even the moment where he's in the the bar as Clark Kent um and then the guy throws the bottle at his head or the can at his head, and he takes the guy's truck and destroys it mm-hmm. like smashes it and uh puts all the the pole the telephone poles through mm-hmm. it and it was just like those little moments of humanity that you got from Clark Kent mm-hmm. that was just all awesome Batman vs Superman. So, I blame mostly Snyder and the writers and the cinema, or the, the editor for whatever. Uh, I feel like if it was just brighter, if we would have gotten a a less saturated, uh, or a less desaturated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm, well, a more,
0: more color, a heavy, more heavily yeah, color saturated.
1: Yeah. Is uh, it cool in here to you? Um, no. Sorry, I'm getting chilly. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so I... I don't know. I... Once again, I don't have hope for this. My bar is very low. My worry is that it won't... Justice League won't even reach that bar. Um, and I don't know if i said it on the podcast, but whenever I'm watching those movies, my bar is constantly changing when I'm watching the movie. Uh, so like... When I'm going to Wonder Woman, my bar is kind of low, because it's a DC movie, so I don't have much hope. But if it starts, like, awesome, then it's changed my bar. Like, my bar is raised, and then that will determine how I feel at the end of the movie. And by the end, because if, if you really get let down. Yes. And <clears throat> that bar changed in moments for Batman vs. Superman. When Ben Affleck was Batman on the screen. Like that bar was being raised, mm-hmm. uh, but that little raise of that bar was quickly diminished. Yeah, with the rest. of I the see movie. what you're saying. Um, yeah,
0: I feel the same way. Yeah, when I watch a movie
1: with Marvel, my bar is just up there. Um, I think that's why I think the one that was the worst for
0: me was as I was watching Suicide Squad, it kept getting worse. <laughs> it just kept, like, just kept like your
1: bar was met and it just went Ehh. Yeah <laughs> went like, further and further. And then by the end when they kill the bad guy with bombs. By the end like...
0: by the end I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. My my bar was so I was like, <laughs> frick it, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Like, um, do whatever
1: you want. Yeah. And uh, with Marvel movies it's different for me because my bar is set so high. I think that's why I didn't as much as I I still enjoyed Doctor Strange, I think that's why I didn't enjoy it as much as other people. Um, um is because I set my bar really high for Marvel movies. Um, for Marvel movies, and what I need to do is set that bar high for Marvel event movies and then set a different bar for, for single character solo movies. But the annoying thing is my favorite Marvel movie is Captain America Winter Soldier, which is a solo Marvel But it's movie. kind of an event, too. It kind of is, but, I mean, just focused on more of Captain
0: America, and it had... I think, I mean, the third Captain America movie, to me, is totally an event movie.
1: Yes. Civil War is an event movie. It's Avengers 2.5. Yes. Uh, Even though, when you think about it, the main focus was Captain America. Yeah, um, yeah, which is why it is... It, it was is. a Captain America movie. But, but as we
0: know in the comic books... It's not always just that one character who gets screen time. Yes. Or not screen time, but, but page time.
1: Um. So I think that's something I have to reevaluate, is looking at the solo movies versus the event movies, um, and having a different bar for each one. Um, and it might be why I was so disappointed with Dark World, the oh, second Thor movie, because yeah. it was after... I mean... Iron Man 3 was the first one after Avengers, but then Dark World was the next one. Um, And so I was. And both those movies, for a lot of. I mean,
0: I never did see Iron Man 3. Which I still think you need to. But uh, I know both those movies left a lot of people like, eh.
1: Yeah, a lot of people were disappointed by the um, Mandarin for Iron Man 3. Uh, But, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Iron Man 3 than I did the Thor movies. Oh. And Iron Man 2. Um. You liked Iron Man
0: 2 more than the first Thor? No. Okay. I thought, for
1: a moment there, I thought you just said that. No, 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 no. I meant Iron Man 3. I liked Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told that Iron Man 3 is better. No.
1: The first Thor movie, I still, I mean, I still really like it. I saw it three times in theaters. I saw it. Uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor is amazing. Yeah. Um. I think it was just the novel the the novelty of Kat Dennings comedic timing wore off after the second watch. For
0: yeah, for me like the for the first time that I watched it, I thought some of the cheesy uh jokes that she had were like passable. Mm-hmm. And then there's that scene with Natalie Portman where she's like, "Is this how you usually look?" It's a good look. Yeah. Or the part where she's like, "Oh my god." And it's like it has its place in the theater. The very first time you see it, Natalie's Portman's yeah, that that oh. reaction where you, when you first see Thor in his outfit on Earth, yeah, it, like when you first when you first see it, like at least I didn't, I wasn't immediately cringed out by it. Mm-hmm. But now I can't rewatch that part and be like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, it's re- It's just really cheesy.
1: Once again, and then inv- I am excited for Thor the Destroyer, Thor Ragnarok, because. Uh... Which I'll actually be talking about The Destroyer today For a favorite reason it means You will be Um Yeah Thor Ragnarok gonna be amazing Cause it takes all the elements I didn't like of the first two movies And gets rid of them And focuses on the elements I did like of the first two movies That's good Um So yeah that's about it for uh news stuff This week so, now we're going to get into... We're going to do some topics. So, Cody and I have brought topics to yeah. the podcast today, and we're just going to uh, talk about them. So, what was uh, your topic? Um, I was thinking events in the, in the comic book
0: world. Okay. Um, so, I've read probably not as many as you have, but I have read enough to know like, which ones I liked
1: and which ones mm-hmm. I thought were kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Um, For those who do not know, an event is... Uh, it's a time in comic book history uh, where the main publisher, Marvel or DC... I don't think Image has done one because their comics aren't connected. Um, right, their DC, comic books don't really have much yeah, to do with one another. DC and Marvel pretty much decide they want all the comics to interact with each other, uh, in their solo lines as well as, a, like a main title. Uh-huh. Um, and so we've talked about a couple of them on the podcast before when they were yeah. happening. Um, and they can be hit or miss. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are misses. Uh, and a
0: lot of them start off okay and yeah. lose your interest. Yes. Uh, that was Brightest Day for me. Like, yeah. I never I never thought it was terrible. It just, by the end of it, I was like, um... Oh, you liked Blackest Night more, right? I
1: liked Blackest Night more, yeah. and, um... For those that don't know, Brightest Day, Blackest Night is a, a... Kind of like a Green Lantern... Right. DC crossover.
0: And then by the end of Bright... By the middle of Brightest Day, it's not even a Green... It's not a Green Lantern yeah. event anymore, which... For me, that was the letdown with Brightest Day. Was I was really hoping that it was gonna be more Green Lantern yeah. type stuff, and it just it kind of went into other territory. And I still read it, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't really a high priority for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the the whole storyline with Dead Man was kind of intriguing in the beginning, and then it, I, I don't know. I I can't even remember what happens. Is that when the Black Ring was created. Yeah, I think so. With Dead Man. Yeah, and and the thing is I can't even really remember what happens, which probably tells you like my interest level by the yeah. end of it. Um, but then there are some events like Sinestro Core War and Siege, which are my two personal favorites for their respective Siege is good.
1: For their for their respective uh, Sinestro Core War is when you pretty much when they
0: made the all the colors. All the colors and yeah. then it was an amazing fight with I believe Kyle Rayner and Superboy. Oh, Kyle Rayner. And that's pretty epic. Yeah. Um and I remember like Kilowog has some cool cool moments and they, I, I just remember loving I, I read that story and I loved it so much cuz I was in my Green Lantern like apex as far as yeah. like loving the series and love and loving Hal Jordan and Kyle Rayner and Kilowog and all those great characters. Um, yeah, that was around the time. I I can't remember if. You know, I'm trying to remember now if if it was after that event that all the other um, colors came into play, or if it was around that same time. I can't I can't remember. But
1: right, when all the colors came. Yeah, because I think it was kind of a gradual thing. Yeah, I think that's the one where most of them were announced. Did cuz they had the blue lanterns. Mm-hmm. That was Hope. Yeah. Um is that when they introduced One, Star Sapphires or was Star Sapphire's introduced before that? Well, Star Sapphire's were a Green
0: Lantern villain way back when Okay. And then they and then, introduced them into that color
1: core. Okay. Their their own color core, yeah. Um, and that's love. And then they have the red lanterns, which are anger. Right.
0: Did they introduce... And the orange is Avarice? yeah which is yeah
1: which is I
0: only indie. recall uh Greed e- yeah I only remember one uh was it was Atrocitus re- Atrocitus was the rage the Red Lantern yeah, uh, yeah. I only he, remember was he one,
1: introduced in Sinestro Corps was he before or after I think Atrocitus or I think there's
0: there there's a Red Lantern in the Green Lantern origin story the Secret Origin okay I th- don't think that was the first time he was introduced in the original origin i think they rewrote him into it okay um i'm pretty sure it was a red lantern in that one and um, but the
1: orange dude i only remember ever seeing yeah i only, I only remember wear. seeing one of him. yes he's the only he's the only orange okay i'm pretty sure and then he and it's he constantly track, mine mine yeah mine. he's all about greed he takes everything i think he there might be other Orange Lanterns, but I'm pretty sure he, they're never the same, because I think he always backstabs them. Oh, really? Like, I think he uses them, he's like the Joker, where he uses and dumps. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and then you have What are some what are some green, of your favorites, though, as far as, well, I mean, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but, oh, like, that's fine. I'm just trying as, to think of all the different colors. Uh, favorite, favorite events. So... I read a lot. I mean, there's. What the, did you think of the Cree? The Cree S- Scroll War, disappointing. Was it? I mean, it's literally like the first major comic book event um, for Marvel, so maybe my expectations were a little too high. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just afterwards I it was wasn't just, fantastic. I think it's the fact that when I, I went into it thinking the Kree and the Scroll were going to go to battle.
0: And it's different fights between the individual Krees and the Scrolls versus
1: the Avengers. The Avengers yeah. Like, there's one side fighting the Kree, there's one fight one side fighting the scroll and they're pretty lackluster. Hmm. Like, the different fights. Uh, so that was I think that was just a little disappointment. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting a full battle. Actually, that's what I was expecting. Um, I've read Secret, the original Secret Wars, uh, from the nineteen. It was like nineteen seventy eight. Mm-hmm. I want to say, um, where uh, one a Beyonder takes all of, uh, takes a bunch of heroes and a bunch of villains, um, and plays with them, mm-hmm. and then, then I've read, I've read Siege i've read civil war i've read secret invasion uh uh final crisis no not final crisis uh crisis of tourists mm-hmm. i've read that oh my the crisis books i just S- have you read any other crisis events uh
0: you, you know it's you know funny i've picked up infinite and final and never re- never finished I infinite crisis is huge yeah like it's
1: if you find a omnibus of Final I, Crisis, I own Final Crisis, I just, just I never <sighs> finished it. Final Crisis is good, um, but it's also big. Uh, Forever Evil, which was just recently, it's probably my favorite New Fifty Two event. Forever Evil is the one that my friend Matt in
0: in college he he told me how great that was, and I never
1: read it. It's it, it's it's the it's my favorite New Fifty Two. He, he loved it I remember um, it, he, I know he you liked it. Death of the Family Right Death of? Mm-hmm. Yeah uh, I liked that one I lot. think the reason I didn't like that one As much is because I only read the Nightwing side mm-hmm. And the Nightwing side Is not good mm. Like it's just Kind of lame uh, They just did a recent One that was kind of lame It was like Monsters Unleashed mm-hmm. Which is uh, A Bat Family one um, my favorite event is probably Secret Wars two thousand fifteen, the one that just happened two years ago with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably my favorite, just because Jonathan Hickman is a wonderful writer, mm-hmm. uh, and the stuff that happens in that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a a trade. an event called Maximum Carnage, Mm -hmm. where it's pretty much where Carnage uh, gets unleashed and just starts murdering Mm -hmm. so many people. uh, And it takes pretty much all the Avengers to take him down. That's that's a pretty good one. Um, So, I would say Secret Wars for Marvel and then for DC... Oh man, Rebirth. (laughs) Rebirth is an event right now. Mm -hmm. Um, That is probably... A big one. Um, I
0: mean, the one shot that I read of Rebirth, definitely. I would I would include yeah. that among uh, but, my other fi- my other like miscellaneous
1: like yeah. shout outs. But then you have uh, Infinite Crisis is probably one of the biggest ones. Final Crisis, but I read Infinite Crisis. I haven't read all of Final. Um, that was probably the biggest one for me. So yeah, events are always just such a cluster. It's just hard. I mean, I don't know. And so Marvel is doing this thing that bothers me where they're doing a summer event each year. Yeah, I know they've uh, been doing that. And so like they did I think it's a little too often. It's it's too much. They did Avengers versus X-Men, mm-hmm. they did Axis, they did One More Day de- or not our original sin was a, another one where mm-hmm. like there was a Fear, fear itself was one. Siege. In, Infinity was actually good. Siege and Infinity. Uh, Infinity is what made me sad whenever I watched the Guardians movie because Ronan is such a punk. Whereas in Infinity, Ronin's like... A boss? Yeah. Uh, And then... Yeah, he is kind of a punk in the movie. Yeah.
0: He's kind of a chump character. Yeah.
1: So you had a topic... Yeah, uh, so it's just one-offs um, Kind of comic book graphic Original graphic novels That don't really have anything to do with canon Right um, Which you can go or I can go Yeah, uh, so these these can be a, a range of things uh, There's a bunch of them out there I've read a lot Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow Uh, Captain America White Hulk Grey all of those are original graphic novels um, that really don't have anything to do with the story Uh, Spider-Man which well I think Blue and
0: Yellow definitely it's like a retelling of the main story though yeah
1: but it's not like a you know whatever uh, happens in those doesn't affect the canon of the current universe that's true uh um I was
0: thinking Red Sun yeah, okay, so when I was thinking one-offs, of one-offs, I was thinking of ones that are specifically, like, way outside canon. Like, not yeah. even pertaining to, like, uh, whatever happened to the Cape Crusader. Yeah. Obviously, not only is it not canon, but it has... It's just way outside the box. Yeah. And
1: same with Red Sun. Mm-hmm. It's just so far outside the box. The funny thing is, the killing joke was supposed to be. and It's not. And it's not. Because it... it so, it's weird. Uh, it's not. Um... Do you Do you It also why? wasn't supposed to spawn the dark decade of comics to come. No. Uh, um, Alan Moore even said that, didn't he? Yeah. He, well, he loves this the superhero-ness of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why he, he didn't like what Killing Joke did to the comic book scene. Um, and I actually don't think Killing Joke was canon until the writers of the current Suicide Squad at the time, Mm -hmm. were so disgusted at what they did with Batgirl Mm -hmm. uh, that they brought her back as Oracle (coughs) for Suicide Squad. Um, And then that, that is what canonized Killing Joke. Yeah, because it it wasn't immediate. It was not. Uh, And then, and then Batgirl was written by Gail Simon uh, when Stephanie Brown came in. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Do you
0: have a personal favorite out of those we kind of mentioned our uh, new frontier
1: highly recommended oh uh, for a second. new frontier for those I've talked about it on my fa- my favorite recent reads before it's a beautiful story um that has all the d c justice League characters um in the style of 1940s mm-hmm uh so like around the world War post world War two era um and they're trying to they're fighting this alien um n- like creature that's coming to or that has trying to take <coughs> over earth essentially um and it's a beautiful story uh written by the the late Darwin cook um who just pa- passed away this last year. Um, and it's, it's sad for me because after reading that, that book, I read it after he passed away and I think he passed away when he was like 56. Um, it was just like, man, it made me like kind of feel sad because now I I want more Mm -hmm. and he's such a beautiful storyteller and his art is wonderful. Uh, that was just kind of like, man, we're not going to get any more from him. Uh, and then for Marvel, it would be, uh, Neil Gaiman's 18, I always get this wrong, uh, I'm pretty sure, no, 1602. Uh, Marvel 1602, which is all the Marvel characters, uh, if they were in the Mm -hmm. age 1602, which is just awesome. Yeah. What about you? You know, it's funny, I was trying to arrange
0: in my head... While you were, as you were speaking, I was, I was listening, and then I was also trying to think, like, okay, now, now, how do I follow this up? Mm -hmm. Um, so, I, I actually forgot about this one, literally until I just thought about the fact that it's labeled an elseworld, uh, in the DC universe, uh, Kingdom Come. Okay, yeah. Um, it's totally, it's like, as non-canon as non-canon gets. Yeah. But it's epic. The showdown between Shazam and Superman, uh, Lex and Bruce Wayne, like kind of almost being on the same mm-hmm. side in this. Sorry, in in a, <laughs> in, a in a sense, um, I man, there, I could go on and on about that book. Alex Ross, beautiful. That was that was my introduction to Alex Ross. Yeah. Justice is another one for me. I haven't read Justice. Really good. You liked it. Mm hmm. Um, I also loved Red Sun. Mm-hmm. And the ending is a mind bend. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, basically, in the story of Red Son, Superman crash lands in Communist Russia mm-hmm. and is raised by Russian yeah. dictator. Um, uh, and I think the whole moral of the story is, regardless of where he was raised, he was going to end up being Superman. Yeah, no matter what because he is Jor-El's son, mm-hmm. and that's who he is. Yeah. As good of, you know, Ma and Pa Kent were great, and they had an impact on him, but uh, Superman is Superman, and that's that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the end is really interesting because I believe there was a fight with uh, the Green Lantern Corps, who they're done in kind of a different way. I hadn't read any Green Lantern at the time. Okay. And uh, the way the end of the story works is a weird time uh travel like how, how'd you call it it's kind of a, kind of a paradox it's paradoxical the end of okay. it okay it's have you have you read it recently
1: it's been a while since yeah read it. okay.
0: um it's it's a weird ending it's kind of a it's it's kind of like you wish you saw it coming you might have, but did you really? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a bizarre ending. Um, I also really, I loved um, whatever happened to the Cape Crusader. Neil Gaiman as well. Neil Gaiman as well. It's actually the only Neil Gaiman that I've ever read, which is probably a sin. Are you ever read any Sandman? I don't ever really read any. No, no Sandman. So good. Um, it's got one of my favorite Joker lines in it. Um, this kid who's out front of the building where yeah. they're gonna have Batman's memorial service. He's like, "You're not gonna kill me, are you?" And he's like. Kid, I only kill people when it's funny. What in the heavens would be funny if I killed you right now? Yeah. And it was just, like, great Joker line. Mm-hmm. And all his villains going over how they almost beat the Bat. and mm-hmm. um, And how they remember him. And then there's the whole thing at the end with Martha Wayne talking about Martha. Mar- Martha. 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 Why'd you say that name? <laughs> why did you say, that, man? Um, with uh, Martha Kent, 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 <laughs> Martha Wayne talking to her son, and like I remember this. Oh, song, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a page of blackness, and you see some dialogue. Mm-hmm. In my head, I see a stopwatch. I don't know why. There's, I think it, I think the, there's a stopwatch. There's something. Yeah, there's something yeah. there. Um, and I just remember it being very touching. Oh, 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 oh! If we're gonna do. Events, I I consider this an event. Some people might just consider it a flash story. Flashpoint is up. There. Oh, that was an event. Yeah, that's a fantastic event. Yeah, like Siege, the, the 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 book itself, the trade isn't very thick. No, and when you think of events, I tend to think of like Final Crisis, where it's like a million pages <laughs> oh <my gosh>. long. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's they're shorter reads, but yeah. um but uh, Flashpoint's another great event I'm yep. sorry I had to go back to that because for some yep. reason I was just thinking about that because in that Bruce Wayne is given a letter by his dad Yes. and for some reason when at the end of whatever happened to the Cape Crusader I was thinking about how Martha Wayne kind of writes this like almost kind of like a love letter
1: mm-hmm. where it's like
0: you're, you're li- I can't even remember how they do it or how they make it relevant but you're listening to what it would be yeah. if she was talking about her son mm-hmm. and I love that moment in, in Flashpoint as well yeah when Bruce gets that letter from his dad um, I'm trying to think if there's any, any other ones <sighs> I think I think Kingdom come takes it yeah I remember spending an entire night uh, reading it and then going back and rereading certain parts looking at all the artwork over and over again It's a good one. I made it into an evening yeah and I have the original single issues of uh, the story. Okay. As opposed to the collected trade. Yeah. Um,
1: Favorite recent reads? Favorite recent read for me, uh, I read a, so I kind of mentioned this this earlier, uh, I read a, continuing my Hercules and Thor uh, re, uh, story arc that I've, I've been reading through. Um, Thor, some wa- random wacko scientist dude was able to uh, reactivate the destroyer. The mm-hmm. uh, thing about the destroyer is it takes the, the spirit of a person mm-hmm. to, uh, to activate, and that person pretty much embodies the, 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 the destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's one thing is to kill Asgardians. Mm-hmm. And so then it starts attacking Thor, uh, and Thor pretty much loses uh, because the destroyer is so much stronger. Um, than he is. Until Hercules shows up with the other guy's body, and then he touches the body to the Destroyer. Which puts the soul back into the guy, uh, versus the Destroyer. Uh, so, it was just a fun read. Then they also fought Fire Lord, who was the current, or, I oh don't know I said current, this is 1974. Yeah, uh, it's not very current. Anymore. Who was the Herald of Galactus at the time. Mm-hmm. For those that do not know, Silver Surfer was the herald of Galactus uh, until the Fantastic Four um, convinced Silver Surfer that the Earth did not need to be destroyed. And then Silver Surfer turned against Galactus, and then they banished Galactus from attacking Earth again. Uh, Yeah, so Fire Lord shows up and pretty much kicks Thor and Hercules' butts. Hmm. He just no chance no not even like a a fight mhm um, which was really interesting to see that this character was so powerful mhm um, that he pretty much just beat down thor and hercules mm-hmm. um, and then they go to fight ego the living planet because an asgardian had taken ego prime out which was kind of like his conscience mm-hmm. and so he was he was going on this rampage of wanting to take over the galaxy mhm <clears throat> and Galactus needed his. And so Galactus sent Fire Lord to get Thor and Hercules to help them fight Ego, the living planet. Mm-hmm. So that's currently what I'm reading. Nice. It's pretty fun. Old 1970s comics. Nice. Um, So I read
0: um, Nightwing, or uh, some of Nightwing Bloodhaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to say it's a never have I ever, but let's face it, it's a Bat family story, and I've read plenty of those. So, yeah. um, no, but it's but I, but I, true, I haven't actually read any solo nightwing mm-hmm. all the way through so this is kind of a new journey for me yeah. um, i've only read i just read a lot of batman that that's very centered around dick grayson yeah. so i know a lot about him and i and i've done my research my research on him but it was nice um so i read this little uh, like i guess what would we now call a blog um barbara gordon has her little thing at the mm-hmm. beginning that she when she types out yeah. what she thinks of of dick grayson Mm-hmm. The first time she met him and how he was basically born and bred for, you know, crime fighting, martial mm-hmm. arts, acrobatics, detective skills and all these things. And um once it jumps into the story, um, you see Nightwing and he handles this crime in an alley in you know, in a very Nightwing fashion mm-hmm. and uh he takes off on his on his uh on his Nightwing rope. Not, mm-hmm. No longer a Bat Rope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Batman joins him. Joins alongside him. And uh, you it's kind of conveyed to the reader at that moment that Batman was watching the entire time after Nightwing had sent a signal or call to Alfred. And um, he and Batman have this discussion about how... Or Nightwing has a discussion with Batman about how he never really wanted to be Batman in the first place and he, he was never trying to be him. Um... Even when he was under that cowl for that short period of time after, uh, what's his name, Azrael, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, he's talking to Batman, and Batman's like, "Okay, so what's your point?" And he's like, "My point is, and I'm done." Mm-hmm. And he gives him the bat suit or the the nightwing suit. And he's like, he's like, you know what? Put it away. Put it in the trophy room. Burn it. I don't care. I'm done with this. And yeah. And then what's interesting is the next morning he's looking for something to eat and alfred comes over to his place and delivers him this letter or this bit of i don't know if it was a letter yeah it was a letter um that was delivered to his parents place like only a few days before they passed away and uh was it delivered to his parents place the circus it was delivered to the circus yeah doesn't doesn't matter but anyways nightwing ends up finding out that there was something else going down with his parents mm-hmm. and um i mean i want to give that's, that's just that's the whole yeah. like, beginning of the story so i'm kind of what i'm the prediction that i'm making is he's going to end up sucking himself back into it crazy <laughs> <laughs> um, but with a new look yeah and you know i still like the yellow the blue I, and yellow. Yeah, well, I mean, mainly just the I think the yellow symbol looks pretty cool, mm-hmm. but I get that it's just entirely not practical for a guy who's a detective, yeah, and a you know st- a stealth expert, yeah, to have a gold emblem across his chest. Unless you're Superman or Thor, you probably
1: shouldn't be wearing bright colors like that. Yeah, which is but anyways, no, I look, which is everyone's problem with Robin. Yeah, the Robin suit with the green and the bright red. In the yellow, In the yellow cape, yeah. Um,
0: I, I yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, so I, I'm liking it. Uh, I am gonna start reading other stuff though. Like I'm, I'm gonna read Lando. Um, I do want to continue reading my Wolverine by Peter uh, David. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, I don't know, so much fun to get out of Bat Family stories that I find right. my, I find myself. Going back to that. Yeah. And it's Chuck Dixon and Dennis O'Neill, so... Yeah, all good stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and so, for me, never have I ever... Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you the told Hedgehog me. Comic. Okay. So, I did this week... Uh, oh, man, it was it bad. Uh, it was just so cheesy. I mean, I get it was for kids, but it's pretty much what Archie comics were, which they were just, like, magazines with different stories. They even did, like, the part one, and then read through these ads to get to part two. And then it was just... And then every other story after that was a single page, kind of like Sunday morning cartoons. Mm -hmm. Or Saturday morning or Sunday? Well, the two. Saturday, Uh, Saturday. And... So, it was interesting. I'm probably never going to read another Sonic <laughs> comic again. But it was cool to just read uh, I've never read a Sonic comic. Based film. on how you described it to me the other
0: day, I was like, wow, that sounds like something I wouldn't have much interest in reading. Yeah,
1: I, I wouldn't recommend it. Unless you're like a diehard Sonic fan. Which, please don't. But Please don't be one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh... You can find us at Facebook.com slash origin, Origins and Adaptations. And then uh, on Twitter at oandapod. and A Pod. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you, guys.